Welcome to the Amazing Race 27 preview episode of the UR Team Number Podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is our token strong Canadian, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. You can tweet us using the hashtag Yattencast or email us, as always, at yattencast at gmail.com. And we're already on Amazing Race 27. Logan and I have been doing the Amazing Race Canada ones all summer. And when we properly kick into Amazing Race 27, we'll also be joined by Ben and Michelle. But they can be us waking up at this time for us. It's definitely odd to be previewing Amazing Race 27 when we've still got two episodes of Amazing Race Canada to air as of yet. I don't get as good a feeling with this cast as I did with Amazing Race Canada, but as we've seen with the absolutely awful boot order on Amazing Race Canada, maybe a worse cast is better as long as, you know, the better teams stay in. That is true. That is true. I really don't want to go through a run of losing all the great teams like we did with Amazing Race Canada again. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that Gino and Jesse, the Volta Mussolinis, are not a great team? Well, they're not even the best team of the season, average-wise. If they win the next leg, they will be, but they are not, according to uh, the stats. And I've not said this before in a, a preview, but I do want to preface this by saying that what we're about to say is entirely first impressions. Obviously, we don't know these people, and we do have history with being both oh-so-right and oh-so-very-very very wrong. But then, look, some of these teams may change our perception of them for the better. With that being said, you do need to bear in mind one very important thing, which is that up until... The day that the bios are released, teams can edit any answer that they like, which means that their answer will have been carefully considered by the contestant themselves with any luck. And going into this preview, I also want to say that if you're privy to privileged information, for example, if your friend took a picture of a pair of teams who make it to the last third of the season, that is not okay to post on Reddit. Even less okay is posting those pictures without a spoiler tag and with an ambiguous name so that people like me click on them. And get spoiled. Because I'm one of the most relaxed people in the TAR community with spoilers. I love location spoilers. I love to know where they're going. And whilst we won't spoil anything that is unconfirmed by CBS, such as locations, I would like to give a hearty fuck you to the person who spoiled me on Reddit. Because I know Logan's been spoiled on the first boot as well. Which means that we actually cannot predict where teams are going to fall for the first time in any preview episode ever. We can have the predictions. I can have the predictions anyway, after the first episode airs. Yeah. In this preview episode, we are not going to be able to make any actual placement predictions because I know two of what I'm assuming will be the final six. Logan knows who the top ten are, at least. Yeah, I think I got the better end of that deal. Yeah, you did. And I'm still really, really annoyed that that was posted without a spoiler tag. So, shall we begin with... We're doing this in alphabetical order for the first time ever as well. Uh, with Alex and Adam. Cousins. Who are cousins. It's nice to see a cousins team. First male cousins team, I believe. Cousins from Illinois and Iowa. A town called Champagne. And Alex is in charge of the apparel department at shop. And Alex brightens people's day with food. Yeah, but yet he doesn't want to try any food. Which I love that little bit of irony, I guess. And Alex uh, has hobbies that include bowling. Which, you know, is a nice shout-out to the bowling moms from Amazing Race 5. I assume everybody who says bowling is a hobby is just trying to do a wink at the hardcore audience. Yeah. And also, for the first time of many bios in this season, uh, he also seems to think that a ladies' man is war one word. Because <laughs> this is... I've gone in at lengths about bio questions before. If you are asked for one word, please, God, don't say more than one. Because I will mention it, and I will call you out on it. And then it'll just follow them forever. It'll just haunt them like, oh man, that Michael Harmstone guy, he, he really got me good. 
he, he called me out on my BS. There are like three or four people in this cast who commit this foul, and it is slightly irritating. Well, my favorite part of the bio was, he said, oh, the person that he loves the most, uh, probably out of any celebrity, a singer called Adam Devine. Adam Devine of Maboon 5. Isn't he on Workaholics as well? With our good friend John off of Jessica? Oh, there's actually a guy named Adam Devine. I thought he was trying to go for a Maroon 5 reference. But yeah, probably the guy from Workaholics. And of course, yeah, John from Amazing Race 24 uh, was also in Workaholics where he played the character of Anders. And also Pitch Perfect he was in. Mm -hmm. And Alex tends to blame others for problems, which is always a nice sign. I just feel better blaming other people myself. Yeah. Very therapeutic. I love how they both accuse each other of getting loud as well. The loud cousins? Yeah, Adam is always loud, and Alex gets loud when he's competitive, apparently. Who knew that the guy who uh, lives in a town called Champagne would get loud after a while? And did you notice what Adam's number one hobby was? Storm chasing in the Midwest. Seems legit. Yeah. Certainly an interesting uh, hobby for them. And Adam is the first of... 11 of these 22 people to say that he wants to see a place because his family are from there. This is a running joke from the season. I counted it. It's 11 people (laughs) in their bios say, I want to go to because my family are there (laughs) from there. I think they all collaborate on that saying, guys, it'll be hilarious as if we all just say that the only reason why we want to travel to a specific location is because of our ancestry. And they, it's like you no, know, it's like they don't even put any effort into the bios. A lot of them, they just went for the most obvious answer possible. Nobody went for anything obscure or anything remotely interesting. They went for either obvious answers or bad answers. I mentioned this to Ben a couple of hours ago that you know I was just counting through the bios as I was writing my notes, just going right. This person is wants to go there because of their family. This person wants to go there because of their family. It's just ridiculous, and it must be a production joke. Someone is playing a trick on anyone reading these bios, surely. It's like nobody wants to stand out. Yeah. Anything else to say about Alex and Adam? Um, Adam is Dutch, so I think right right there he loses five points. Well, depends if he's seen Dutch Mole or not. If, if he's a fan of Dutch Mole, then he can really claim that Dutchness in his ancestry, and and he would be a, a real uh, Dutch man, and not, uh, not a poser. Not a poser. Just for anyone who's listened to our previews before, these team bios are going to be a lot shorter than normal because there really isn't much to say about a lot of them. Yeah, nobody has a fear of wooden popsicle sticks, so that takes away five minutes right there. <laughs> I love Charlotte and Nabila. So, second alphabetically is Team Shack Attack. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal is on this season? Oh, let, let the Shack Attack begin. The famous Irish actor Shaquille O'Neal is on this season. So it's Cindy and Rick, who are a married couple from San Diego, I think it was, wasn't it? California. Yeah, woo, our first Californian team. And she is a dentist, and he's an OBGYN. The the OG of the OBGYN? Yeah, he literally catches babies and takes out uteruses. You know, he's probably good friends with with John and Jacqueline from uh, Survivor San Juan del Sur. Her uterus wasn't taken out, though. She was just born without one, wasn't she? Yeah. Or he was the one that took it uh, at birth. And it's seen in this house right now. The shack attack. On his mantelpiece. (laughs) Like a creepy hunting trophy. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's where he gets the name shack attack from. 
<laughs> just from capturing neuters. This is weird. Shock attacked. This conversation is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and and to make things worse, um, he loves karaoke. So your karaoke and uteruses are his two biggest interests. Rick Rick's gonna have a great legacy in the Amazing Race. I heard his um, his go to karaoke song was Franz Ferdinand's "Take Me Out." Oh, he's a big fan of the first guitar hero then. And she was born in Vietnam and moved to the U.S. when she was one and a half months old. And he's from a first generation immigrant family as well. Not from Cambodia though, right? It's not just a complete duplicate of uh, Dennis and Isabel. No, I'm assuming China. Because he mentions China later in the bio. China! And she reminds herself of Drew Barrymore and he's Edward Cullen from Twilight because of how pale he is. Those are the two worst analogies you can come up with. There's only one person who I think... there are two. No, there's three people. Yeah, there's three people total who have worse analogies in terms of celebrities. But a team with Edward Cullen and Drew Barrymore. I, I don't know if I can support a team like that. And Rick is apparently very confrontational, and she ends up secretly rolling her eyes at him. I just get the feeling that they're probably going to be the victim of a U-turn at some point. I don't know, I think they'll just fight themselves out of the race. Yeah, I certainly don't think that they have a chance. It's just that their personalities seem all over the place. The bigger question for them is whether they're going to still be a couple by the end of the race. A question which Joey and Kelsey want to answer. Yeah, I just get the feeling that they're either going to be together for life... Or breaking up at the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Or the pit stop mat, depending on where they get eliminated. Instead of Aaron from Masonry 6 proposing on the, at the pit stop, it's just going to be a formal breakup announcement. She's going to open a clue with divorce papers in. And in a way, I hope they get to Australia just to see her terrible accent come into play. Her terrible accent? Yeah, she did a really bad accent in her bio. Like a really oh. stereotypical Australian accent that probably would have offended our two Australian compatriots. Actually, it's funny. I was at that subway a few days ago, or this last week, I think. And there's a guy in front of me, and he had an Australian accent, but it was like me trying to do an Australian accent, so I try not to laugh the whole time. And what would that sound about? <laughs> Hello, mate. Then go wait, my baby. <laughs> 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 that was more than I ever could have asked for. <laughs> That's what he pretty much sounded like. I'm thinking, oh no, like like when when Ben with Ben Ben and Michelle talk, you know, they're I'm like I can't duplicate a legitimate Australian accent. Like mine is, doesn't even sound anywhere remotely close. And this guy comes into Subway. And I'm thinking, it's like he's tr- it's like he's trying to do an Australian accent, and it's going very horribly for him. <laughs> oh, Logan, never change. <laughs> and he reminds himself of Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. Uh, next. Yeah, I don't think we've ever mentioned The Big Bang Theory on the podcast, probably deliberately. Didn't another team compare themselves to a character from the Big Bang Theory? Somebody on Amazing Race 26 or Amazing Race 25? Someone in this season did. James did from Denise and James. Oh, and they're next. But yes, so far, I've come, I'm trying to come up with new hashtags for each team, as opposed to the really generic ones that production comes, with, comes up with prior to start of each season. So for Alex and Adam, I, had an, I put a new hashtag, the, the Devine Cousins. 
And then for uh, Shack Attack, I want to try and change it to Karaoke Attack. Yeah, can we never ever call him Shack Attack again? Because it makes me want to slightly vomit in my mouth. Only if we're doing, using it to diss them. If it's part of a diss, then we can use Shack Attack. Yeah, I'm not sure if I will hate them, because they are not the Voldemort Cellinis, but I don't get good vibes off them. So, shall we move on to Denise and James? Earl Jones? James Earl Jones? Is that the James Earl that's on the race? It is. It's James Earl Jones. Oh, man. I wish he was racing with somebody named Luke. That would have been great. Or he could have reenacted the scene from the Sandlot. Oh, there's so many things that James Earl Jones can do. Including being the voice of Mufasa. Yes. My son. Uh, so, Denise and James are a mother and son from Alabama, and she is an administrative assistant, and he's a resident physician. Yeah, and that's definitely what they're going to be talking about during the season. There's definitely not some other thing that they repeat 20,000 times in their bio and in E.T. Canada's Meet the Teams video. Well, before we get to that, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the Amazing Race Canada podcast about some of the... Um, Vomit-inducing words that people are using on Amazing Race 27 bios. I'm guessing one of those is Denise with the word flirtatious. Flirtatious. I mentioned that it was going to be in a slightly creepy accent whenever I said it. Because, you know, they are slightly creepy words. And Denise is not the worst culprit for this. We are going to get to them next. But Denise describing herself as flirtatious. Little bit creepy. Not as creepy as Cormac and Nicole, but a little bit creepy. It'd be funny if she tries to flirt with, say, uh, Tanner and, uh, yeah, Tanner and Josh. <laughs> More importantly, though, she's a black belt in Taekwondo. Yes, which she really needs because she needs strong self-defense when she really likes Julia Roberts. Yeah, she's flirtatious, and he's enthusiastic, apparently. You know what the best part about James Earl's bio was? Is that not only did Denise have the least flattering description for herself by uh, comparing herself to Julia Roberts. James Earl one-ups it by comparing her to Kelly Pickler, who was dumber than a fifth grader on the game show Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? But, like, Kelly Pickler's uh, uh, run on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader went viral because she, she came up with some really stupid answers. I have no idea why people would ever submit themselves to Are You Smarter Than a Ten-Year-Old. Or submitting themselves to spending time with Jeff Foxworthy. There is literally one quiz show that I ever would want to go on, and that is The Chase. Yeah, I have no desire to go on a quiz show and prove how awesome I am. I do. What would be your quiz of choice, then? Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, that's not on anymore, though, is it? Oh, one day. The Canadian version will eventually come out. If we had to wait... 13 years for Big Brother Canada and Amazing Race Canada, we should be able to get Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Canada. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, eh? Yeah, that could be the alternate for, name for it. Only if the first three uh, questions were for a loony toony and a spoonie. <laughs> yes. It's tax-free. And she's more afraid of losing her lipstick than her luggage. That's going to end well. Mm-hmm. And now the big elephant in the room that we've been deliberately avoiding. Oh, I know what the big elephant is in the room. Uh, James Earl wanting to bake with Sabrina from Amazing Race Canada. Oh, wait, no. There's one other elephant in the room. Yeah, as if you couldn't tell from the fact that production had put them in pink shirts. James is gay. And her wish for the race is to show her son that she loves him unconditionally. Because apparently they, um, they had a little falling out when he came out to her. In Alabama, of all places. And 
Jim Parsons, who I believe is the actor who plays Sheldon, but I really don't care about anything about the Big Bang Theory. Because as a self-professed nerd, it insults me, the Big Bang Theory. Well, with a laugh track, too. That's what bugs me the most about any show like that. As soon as you have a laugh track, that means you're telling me that you don't think your jokes are legitimately funny on, on your own and you have to use an artificial boost to make people think that what you're offering is good comedy. Yeah, and I've been to their set as well, and it's not impressive. Not impressed. Definitely not the highlight of the Universal Tour. One thing that interested me in Denise's bio, though, she says she wants to go back to Japan. Which means she, which means she's already been to Japan. Exactly, which hints to me that she's quite well-travelled, which probably bodes quite well. Uh, I don't know. They seem like they're going to suck. They seem like the second coming of Susan and Patrick. Really? Yeah. Like a, a, or a, the hashtag I came up with them was hashtag a worse Susan and Patrick. Okay, better or worse than Cormac and Nicole? Worse? I think slightly better, but we can't At do At least Nicole had, had never, hashtag never give up Nicole in those scenes with Mickey and Pete. Yeah, hashtag never go, give up Denise probably isn't going to trend. Uh, so now the team who I'm slightly conflicted about is Ernest and Jin. Jin Lau. Which is a fake name, may I point out. Ernest Phillips and Jin Lau, brothers. Yeah, Jin Lau is a fake name, as if you didn't guess. Ernest describes himself as a hustler and says he has goals in the entertainment industry. And did you know that Ernest compared... This is another brilliant typo. Ernest compared Jin to Bloomka from Street Fighter. Who the hell is Bloomka? I have no idea. Does that mean Jin's going to be uh, spinning around in, in circles with his uh, knees, uh, knees tucked in and uh, shooting off electricity? He reminds me more of Blanca from Animal Crossing. Oh, the cat. The cat with the with no face but ears. Well, she did actually have a face in the uh, the 3DS game. Oh, well. I don't have the 3DS game, Michael. You should get it, it's awesome. Yeah, because on April Fool's Day, she appears in residents' houses, basically, as a double of them. They both give you a fax and you have to work out who is the imposter. What even does Ernest mean by goals in the entertainment industry, dare I ask? Um, being famous? Have money? Is, is, is it Ernest or Jin who is borderline homeless at the moment? I'm not entirely sure. I'd assume Jin because Ernest is a germaphobe. So I think, yeah, which way was in the ET can interview as well, where one of them said that if they don't win the million dollars, then it's, he's most likely going to have to move back into his parents' place. Uh, Ernest and Jin are also the culprits of the creepiest set of three words in maybe Amazing Race history. Go on. Ernest described himself as unique, sexy, and athletic. Just need sort of seedy music behind that, though. <laughs> I was expecting something much worse, actually. And Jin described himself as maybe the worst word that anyone has ever used in a bio. Seductive. He did, yeah, he was the one that used seductive. I know somebody did, but I can't remember who it was. Yes, that, that was the one that I teased a couple of weeks ago on our Tarkan podcast. No, nothing says seductive like the 25th greatest Call of Duty 3 player in the world. It's not even a real fighting game. <laughs> It'd be impressive if it was Golden Isle Splatoon. Splatoon, which may I point out, is now part of eSports. Oh, really? Yes. That is a big victory. I think it's in Japan there's a million dollar tournament for Splatoon now on Turf Wars. What? Yeah. Man, I'm definitely not going to be winning that. <laughs> 
Not with your performance in Splatoon. Hey, yo. Hey, I always, whenever you're not playing, Michael, I always lead my team to victory. Or if we lose, I'm the one that plays the best by far. I pretty much just rage quit the last time I played Splatoon a couple weeks ago because my teammates were worthless. Yeah, I I keep going through runs on Splatoon of people just being awful and dragging me down. But it is fun playing with you because I know I'm not going to be the worst one there. Shut up. <laughs> we need to have another um, Splatoon cast match. Oh, this was my favorite part of the, besides, you know how much I love Street Fighter, but the other thing that I loved about Jin's bio, besides him and Ernest both saying, oh, we just want to uh, eat food and see exotic women, which is a bit, a bit weird combination for reasons why you go on the Amazing Race, but he really wants to go to China because of Jet Li. Jet Li, Simi! Jet Li! <laughs> So, yeah, so him and Opie from Amazing Race Canada both have a fondness for Jet Li. I did indeed have three words written down in their section, which was just Jet Li, see me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and apparently Jin, Jin, Jin Lau is a farter and a spitter. Not a puker, not a puker, though. <laughs> you see, he avoided the, the terrible trio. A ter- terrible trio of bodily functions. And Jin wants to show his big brother that the dramatic extreme way is always the right way. Mm-hmm. What the what hell? Probably the wrong way. Pretty much the, the Gino and Jesse way is the wrong way. Just being pass- passive and uh, calm and awful. So shall we move on to one of our female-female teams now? Uh, sure. Which is Jasmine and Danielle. The bows! The bows and the hair! We can just talk about that for ten minutes. They are best friends from California. Another team from California. We're Ernest and... Ernest and Jin were Boston. Yes. Boston strong. Which, you know... But not firefighters, luckily. If they were firefighters, we never would have heard the end of it, just like we did in the Mason Race 25. It makes me like them slightly more that they're from Boston, because Boston's awesome. Uh, so Jasmine is an LA Galaxy Star Squad girl, and from Google I can basically see that's a cheerleader, and Danielle is a student. And Jasmine is high maintenance and outspoken. And high educated. But then they sort of counteract that by saying they both represent Kim and Courtney Kardashian. Yes. The Kardashians. And Jasmine is most scared of being in a place where they don't understand your language. If only she was on the Amazing Race Canada. Yeah. Which coupled with Danielle being obnoxious and un- uncontrollable, a wonderful combination. And Jasmine wants to visit Africa to see where her ancestors originated from and to meet the people who won't speak English. Yeah, she's sort of asking for, uh, you know, contradictory things there. Yeah. And Danielle's interests include sleeping. They're going to be a bit passive. But of course, Danielle wants to visit France because her grandmother's from there. (laughs) Ancestry, ancestry, ancestry. I wonder if Ancestry.com uh, is a sponsor for the Amazing Race 27, because in the Amazing Race 26, Michael, we did see a pretty significant increase in sponsorship to keep the series alive, and with ratings ever declining, maybe Ancestry.com is getting in on the Amazing Race business, because it connects people from the world in the past and the present. Well, didn't you know that this season is actually subtitled The Amazing Race, Who Do You Think You Are edition? <laughs> Yes, Alec Baldwin will be in an episode soon enough, along with Kelsey Grammer. So anything else to add about Jasmine and Danielle? I know that was very quick for them, but... 
Yeah, no, I, I think they actually I actually have the fewest notes, I believe, compared to any other team. Mainly because we have an awesome team to get to. Awesome? Uh, I don't know. Justin and Diana, aka Team Viral Love. Which does sound um, like something that Jeff and Jackie got in Sequester last year. So he's a radio producer from the Bronx, but based in Arizona. And she's a school teacher from Pennsylvania. And they are most notable for being the couple featured in the Amazing Race-themed wedding proposal uh, that went viral last year, where he surprised her and took her to Iceland. Yeah. The good thing is, though, we can really say anything about them because there's no chance that they're listening to this podcast. In fact, we can just tell them afterwards that we talked about them on the podcast. But all I really did for, for 10 minutes was talk about the movie Straight Outta Compton and my favorite Dr. Dre songs. And then we can just move on to talking about Kelly and Siobhan. And you know what? Jess and Diana will, will never know. They're casual fans of The Amazing Race. They were recruited a week before they went out to film this season, if I recall correctly. Didn't really know what they were getting into. You know, no, no past history with The Amazing Race. And they're really going to be doing this on the fly. I'm assuming that he's added you on Facebook as well, then. Yes, he has. <laughs> so, hello, Justin. Yeah. So, We're going to try and be mean now. Is this, would they qualify as the biggest fans of the Amazing Race that we've seen in the 27 US seasons? Definitely up there. Because they are the only team to have already heard Justin and Diana, you're the first team to arrive, and as the winners of this leg of the race, we're giving you a trip to St. Lucia. Because they won that on the Rachel Ray show when they went on there after uh, the video went viral. Oh, they were even on Rachel Ray. Oh, those poor souls. At least this this amazing race made up for it. They were on Rachel Ray and actually got to meet Phil already. So Phil already has a rapport with them. Yes, he does. Uh, so he is most worried about his lack of a second language when travelling, which is ironic because I seem to remember that the final challenge in his fake amazing race was her learning French. And Diana apparently does not answer direct questions with direct answers. No. Maybe. And he'd like to visit Bora Bora, the UK, or Alaska. You may want to go with Bora Bora out of those three. Oi! All of which I'm pretty sure are not going to appear on this season. Considering Bora Bora was on the amazing race 22 and the rest would just be domestic travel. And the UK as well. Oh, and the UK then. Yeah, that was just an amazing race 25, so yeah, no way that's going to happen. Yeah, and the UK, which seems to be appearing every season now, so. Um, and she would also like to visit the UK as well as Italy because... Ancestry? Her grandparents are from there. Oh, I was right. And whilst their biggest negative is that they're not very well travelled, their video, which I did rewatch before the podcast, to show how good their teamwork is, and most importantly... They can both drive a manual car. But can they swim? But can they swim indeed? They were in those hot springs there, so they probably can. They're comfortable in the water at the very least. And also, Justin gets bonus points for being a radio nerd like me. Which is kind of why I'm supporting them. As well as the fact that I do love that video. What do you think he means by wanting to see the race through Diana's eyes? Maybe he's going to scoop them out with a spoon or something. Maybe he's like the Brandon from Game of Thrones. Do you see Game of Thrones at all? No. Oh, well, there's this character named Brandon who... Is he named after Brandon Hans? No, no, no relation to Brandon Hans. No, yeah, <laughs> no relation at all. And he has this ability where he can sort of take over an animal's body or another person's body and make them do certain movements and just see things from their perspective. So 
I think Justin was just aiming at a Game Game of Thrones reference there, which is probably not what he's expecting to hear on a podcast talking about them as a comparison to Brandon from Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, you know, a comparison from me to them as serial killers. They're loving us already. Anything else to add? Um, do you think with how much they know about the Amazing Race and the fact that Diana is a sixth grade teacher... Well, well, just as an aside, my sixth grade teacher let me watch an episode of The Amazing Race Season 3 while it was airing uh, wasn't it back, the, uh, 13 years ago. Wasn't it the infamous uh, Portugal leg? Yes, it was the Portugal leg when Heather and Eve couldn't follow directions and were eliminated because of it. And yeah, that's the what episode we watched in the sixth grade uh, one week after it aired. Shows you how long The Amazing Race has been on. Uh, but yeah, with uh, Diana being a sixth grade school teacher and then Justin and Diana both, or Justin being in radio and both of them being huge fans of The Amazing Race, my only concern is if they might edit themselves too much for television. I suspect that they will probably geek out quite a lot at the start line and probably any pit stop they make it to. I wonder if they're going to be like Max Dawson from Survivor Worlds Apart where they try to make as many old school references as possible. There will be a lot of talk about the viral video though. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope there's not too much talk about it, though. I just don't want their edit to be reduced to being the, the viral couple. And also them being team viral love basically means that I can do Jeff and Jackie jokes as long as they're in the season. So that's another positive for them. Yes. I've got a terrible case of the viral loves. There's there's no cure for it. So the next team is Kelly and Siobhan. Boo! <laughs> How did I know that was going? Oh, like, for those of you who don't know, I've seen one episode of TMZ, and I absolutely hate TMZ and pretty much everything it stands for. It's just... Celebrity, it's like it's celebrity gossip on crack where they switch from they switch to things every 30 seconds, and there's a bunch of people talking in the room, and all they do is just talk about celebrity gossip and really have nothing to add to anything. And two of those people get to be on the amazing race because just because they're from TMZ, which what in Canada we call it TMZ, just to clarify, as do we, yes. And so the two people from TMZ, uh you know, get rewarded for being part of a crappy, crappy show. It'd be like if the Amazing it'd be like if the Amazing Race Canada used two actors from the Royal Canadian Air Force and then put them on the Amazing Race Canada. No, it would be like if the Amazing Race Canada put two of the harpies from the social. Oh 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 this podcast is over. I got a case of the harpies. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Saunders, you've got the harpies. <laughs> Why are we making so many STI jokes today? Uh, yeah, or the team of James Duthie and Devin Sultanbeek. But yeah, with Kelly and Siobhan, I just, like, Siobhan's biggest fear is to get a stomach flu, but I really hope she gets that stomach flu. In a way, I hope they go out first, and in a way, I hope they go they last forever just so you can bitch about them. Like, my hashtag for them is hashtag go home already. <laughs> It should be hashtag TMZ, surely. Or TMI. Uh, so, <laughs> Kelly is a video editor who describes herself as funny, which is also a no-no on the bios, and Siobhan is a post-production supervisor who is blunt. And Obama follows Kelly on Twitter. The real Barack Obama, apparently. Not a, not a fake Twitter account, just to make Kelly feel better. And Kelly appears sometimes on TMZ, sorry, TMZ, as a token strong female. 
Well, how do you be a token strong female on TMZ? You're just sitting in a room talking. That's basically what we do, Logan. Yeah, yeah, Michael, you're the str- you're the you're the strong male of this podcast. That's why I described you as a token strong Canadian at the start. And Kelly is most scared of being taken whilst on holiday as her father is no Liam Neeson. I'm assuming that was meant to be a joke, but it was, you know, crap. And that's another TMR uh, STI reference with uh, Liam Neeson on uh, Life's Too Short. And Kelly wants to go to Thailand be- to see elephants on the beach. And Siobhan never offers up her M&Ms for any phase. So yeah, anything else to add about them before we move on to the team that I have the least amount of notes on? Joe and Kelsey, TV reporters. Dating news anchors. What is it with the media teams this season? From Santa Barbara, California. It's media teams and cheerleaders on this season. That seems to be, that consists of the majority. Amazing Race Canada had law enforcement and accolades. Amazing Race 27, cheerleaders and media personalities. Or media wannabes. Media wannabes is probably more accurate. And Kelsey commits one of the bio errors. She seems to think that the word adventure seeker is one word. At least there's not a spelling bee uh, on the season. Maybe they should bring over the double battle and do a spelling bee. Oh, with these contestants, uh, that, that could be painful. Or pull a who wants to be a superhero and do a spelling bee with actual bees. Inia and Arthur would love that task, by the way, from Amazing Race 13. And unlike most of the comparisons, she actually does look like the person she describes herself as. Which is Cameron Diaz. Yeah. She actually does slightly resemble Cameron Diaz. And one of the things that she's most scared of is countries where you have to drive on the left-hand side of the road. So she won't be driving. With Joey, uh, Joey and Thomas from the Masonry 17 have something in common. Did you know what that is, uh, Michael? I do not, no. As we all know, Thomas from the Masonry 17 really loves biting into apples. And Joey, right in his bio, said he loves apple. Yeah, he's angling for an endorsement deal there, isn't he? Yeah, so Thomas loves eating apples, and Joey just loves apples in general. Hashtag, and that's why it makes me lead to the new team hashtag name of hashtag apple lovers. And uh, there's something else. Oh, yeah, and Joey makes a joke in the bio. I think, I, I assume it was a joke anyway, because I know he is because he's been on uh, social media quite a bit already. Him and Kelsey, I think, have a fairly good sense of humor about things, just from my just from my interactions with them. And Joey's biggest fears are is, <laughs> what's the thing that, that makes you uh, scared the most when traveling abroad on the Amazing Race? And Joey said Ebola and terrorism. There's no way that can be a serious answer. That has to be a really sarcastic comment. So I'm going to say it now, and I think Joey and Kelsey may really be the you know, the sarcastic, hard-hitting team that provides the subtle comedy for the season. The Brian and Cynthia. The Brian and Cynthia, indeed. As long as there is no sexual contact with a cargo net, that would be fine. And did you notice where Joey wanted to go most in the world? Wasn't it to Italy because of his ancestry or something like How did you guess that? I don't know. I didn't even really read their bio all the way through. It was, it was yeah. an educated guess. It was based on... I want to say it was based on trends, based on uh, other teams. It was indeed Italy, because his family's from there. So is mine, but I'm not going to say that in my bio. Yeah, your family ran from the Mafia, though. Yeah, oh yeah, they totally fled. Uh, we, we fled with uh, Mario Puzo, believe it or not. And we have one very serious question to answer with Joey and Kelsey. This, their story, their self-imposed storyline for, for this season 
Kelsey's big question, are they more than just a dating couple? Because that's what everyone wants to figure out during their course of the season. If that's if that's going to be the storyline, that's going to be one really, really boring storyline. She'll just ask that at the end of each pit stop. Are we, are we more than a dating couple, Joey? And then Joey will be like, um, you know what? Um, my family's in Italy. I don't know what this has to do with anything, but my family's in Italy and I hope we go there. Shall we move on to your namesake? Uh, oh, yeah. The first ever Logan to appear on The Amazing Race. I know this may surprise you, but she has the best bio of the season. She is, She really elaborates on her answers. It's not just that. She has some ridiculous answers. Some gloriously ridiculous answers. So it's Logan and Chris, who are dating business partners and paparazzos from Florida. Hashtag pro stalkers. Hashtag pro stalkers indeed. And she's most scared of small planes and diarrhea. <laughs> Two wonderful things. She has a laundry list of places she wants to go. Norway, Germany, Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii, Vietnam, Laos, and Cuba. And she acts like Grumpy Cat, apparently. And she wants to be as cool as Gwen Stefani, which I think was an intentional pun because Gwen Stefani has a song called Cool. And did you notice her hobbies? No, I did not. She has, hands down, the funniest hobby or the funniest innuendo in a hobby ever, ever, ever. Her hobbies include paddleboarding in her backyard canals. It's so immature, even Ben laughed when I pointed it out to him. <laughs> I am pretty sure that is not the sort of thing you want to be advertising in a bio, let alone when you're creating with your significant other. Yeah, when she's or when when her uh, boyfriend there already nicknames her the 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 pinup paparazzi. Hey, oh. Chris, you want to go paddleboarding in my backyard canals? <laughs> Oh, this is the person I have to share a name with in all 27 or, I guess, like 30 plus seasons of Amazing Race and then 17 seasons of Big Brother and 31 seasons of Survivor. This is the first Logan to appear. I was so tempted to describe you as the Canadian he loves paddleboarding in his backyard canals, but I thought that would sort of be spoiling the surprise. And his hobbies include collecting vintage mid-century modern objects, arts, and furniture. Talk American, please. They're just such a far out there team. I just can't see them. I can't see them doing that well because of how off they are. And that you know, you know, between paparazzi and then these answers, it's a weird combination to have. I can't see them going far, but I suspect that if they do go far, they'll be very fun. Because if nothing else, they are very good at elaborating on their answers. So producers will be able to get a lot of material from them. Yeah, and then Logan said that uh, Chris would be a bull in, in uh, Chack Attack's uh, shop. So, shall we move on to our penultimate team? Yes, the Gino and Jesse of America. Yep, the Gino and Jesse, one of whom is dressed like Nick Lamaneka. Who? Nick offers Sabrina. Oh. Because Tanner's wearing leggings. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. So yeah, I do all the research here. And also any opportunity to mention Nick and Sabrina Love. Who tweeted us out of the blue again a couple of days ago? Really? I included them in the tweets for the Tarkan podcast because, you know, any excuse to keep the channels of communication open. And they just sent us three, us three love hearts, which is nice. Love you, Nick and Sabrina. Uh, and Tanner has everyone's favourite survivor occupation. 
Pharmaceutical sales rep. He's a pharma rep. I miss the pharma reps on Survivor. Having said that, wasn't Corinne a uh, a pharma rep? I believe she was. She was. Probably my favourite pharma rep. And Tanner's biggest accomplishment in the entirety of his life is upholding a good reputation. (laughs) That's like I only have five notes on them and that was one of mine too. That's like uh, Frank Garrison when he's playing I Never in Survivor Africa and they're all telling their dirty stories and then... And then Frank Garrison's, and then Frank Garrison's is, uh, I've never broken the honor of a handshake. And then Tanner matches that with, my biggest accomplishment is upholding a good reputation. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be very nice people. They are not Gino and Jesse, in other words, assholes. But they are going to be so boring. Their strategy is to quote unquote distract the women, according to their ET Canada video. They're going to be around forever, and they're going to be boring as hell. Like Josh, I guess Josh is uh, thinks he is Mister Dallas, and that his head doesn't fit through doorways. And Tanner, Tanner, may, Tanner, Sarah may get its own Instagram, but he has the lamest hair possible. It's like Tanner and Josh have never seen hair before. Like I, I feel like it's necessary to tweet them a picture of my man bun. May I point out that they both have very narcissistic Instagrams. Oh, really? I have done the research, yes. Like, I am Jesus102, and um, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread underscore 77. I found Tanner on Instagram before I found him on Twitter, and there are a lot of selfies on there. Selfies? Oh, no. With Amazing Race 27, do you think they're going to continue selfies from Amazing Race 26? No, because that was the final memory challenge, wasn't it? Yes, it was. They are 100% continuing the um, the Fitbit sponsorship. I know that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, probably not. Uh, and Tanner wants to go to Norway because... Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to guess. Go on, divine it. Uh, Adam, hold divine on, hold it. On. Give, me, give, me a, give me a second to focus. Um, based on my best educated guess, uh, I think it might have something to do with people that are related to him and were born before he was. Yes, it is, indeed, because his surname, Cloven, is a place in Norway. Oh, man, I'm good. So so he has roots there. What a surprise. (laughs) Seriously, this must be a production joke. And, of course, they do have a a team hashtag for the season, and the team hashtag is hashtag mild Volda Mussolini's. They're just mild, mild Volda Mussolini's. Not full-blown Volda Mussolini. And Josh's number one hobby is church. Surprising no one who looked at his Twitter or Instagram. And Josh is most scared of the language barrier when travelling abroad because he doesn't want to get lost in somewhere where he can't speak the language. And for a million dollars, can you guess why Josh wants to go to Ireland? Uh, I've only got one, one, one thing comes to mind. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's what you're looking for, but ancestry? It is indeed, because his his family is from Ireland, and his name means Keeper of Horses or something, I think. Keeper of Horses? Is that is it, is it Hagrid's brother? You go from the Keeper of Keys to the Keeper of Horses? <laughs> it is something like Keeper of Horses. What, what is it? First, you're amazing racers this way. Lord of the Horses it is. Lord of the Horses. Oh, well, and, and the, those horses eat the flies so that the Lord of the Flies uh, can't do anything as well? Lord of the Horses dominates the Lord of the Flies. Anything else to add about them? No, I think we can leave that. that. They'll probably be around till the end, unfortunately. And now, the most dynamic team of the season. 
the one who we chose to finish with and definitely isn't because it's alphabetically lost. It's Tiffany and Krista. Former cheerleaders who have real professions now. And Tiffany's job is about 20 words too long. What would you like to describe it? I don't even understand it, honestly. It's just like she got a random word generator. With Tiffany, her job title is as long as Ernest's five jobs combined. Yeah, Tiffany describes what she does as, I simplify healthcare accreditation and compliance for organisations so they can effectively and efficiently integrate requirements and patient safety initiatives into their day-to-day activities. (gasps) I think that may or may not break the cheerleader stereotype. However, her biggest accomplishment as of now is making the New York Jets flight crew cheerleading squad. Not the flight time and big easy cheerleading squad. And they both say there is literally nothing wrong about travelling. They couldn't even come up with a bullshit answer. They're fearless. They are fearless and both very stubborn, apparently. And Tiffany's hobbies include hair extensions. Did she pay $500 for those hair extensions? I thought Amazing Race was supposed to be good and fun. And Krista also seems to think that the term beyond outgoing is one word. Compound words aren't as common as you think, people. Yeah, and she didn't even put it as a compound word, it was two separate words. And for all the money, why does Krista want to go to Italy? Mm, Think, 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 think. Red fire truck, red fire truck, uh, small amount of peas, small amount of peas, family? It is, indeed. However did you get get that? I'm just that damn good. So anything else to add about them? I wasn't expecting a Brooke Burke reference. She's the person from Dancing with the Stars. No, it's it's Brooke Burns who's the one off Chase USA, isn't it? G- game show host. Legend. Used to host Dog Eat Dog. Oh, yeah, that's Brooke Burns. This is what they're talking in the bio is Brooke Burke. Who's glamorous and also a strong woman. So, yeah. There's not a lot to hype up about this season because CBS has confirmed literally nothing for it. Other than what what they said at the press release at the starting line and the 11 teams' bios, we know very little. I have everything they've said about this season written down so far. 11 new teams take off on the journey of a lifetime from Venice Beach, California and head to Rio de Janeiro, where teams take a thrilling helicopter ride and face a huge decision at the fast forward. (gasps) First leg fast forward. On the season premiere of The Amazing Race. Yeah, they don't really talk about much about the twists this season. Like, there's no mention of U-turns or that stupid save or really much of anything. The only thing they really mention is an opening round fast-forward, which has not happened since fast-forwards were a weekly deal. And you know what I'm going to say? They need to bring back the weekly fast-forward because that was the most intriguing part of the race in terms of strategy. Like the U-turns and yields and whatnot and speed bumps and all that other crap uh, isn't really too engaging. The only other thing than what CBS have officially confirmed there, that they have now confirmed thanks to the start line, is that the Express Pass is the leg one prize. Oh. That's it. Nothing else. Express Pass. That's Why is it still coming back? It should just be gone, extinct. I would rather take a single express pass than a double express pass. Though double express pass would make me throw something. I would just, I just want a zero express pass personally. But with the, with the twist with the fast forward, I can't think of what a twist with the fast forward could be because the fast forward is already a twist to begin with. Well, huge decision was the term they used. Like, do they have to punch another team in the face to get it? Well, I, I don't understand. Please, someone get Tanner and Josh. <laughs> yeah, you either have to punch. 
Tanner and Josh to get your fast forward or you don't get it at all. Yes, in this fast forward, Teachers take part in the traditional Brazilian activity of drowning kittens. Yes, or the other tradition of paddleboarding in the backyard canal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I seriously think that we... I have a suspicion of what the fast forward may very well be. Oh, it should be a switchback. They should do the volleyball fast forward from the Amazing Race 2 where Shola and Duane pulled out a victory in a huge upset over the gutsy grannies at Peach Volleyball. I think we might be seeing a copy from Amazing Race Israel's fast forward in Brazil. Which was? Which was Volleyball Naked. Oh. To my recollection, we have never seen a naked fast-forward on Amazing Race in the US. But pretty much all the other international versions have. Exactly. Every other international iteration, basically, has done that. Because Australia had it in Season 2 in Vancouver. Israel's done it, like, three or four times now. It's a very popular fast-forward for them to do. Is either live-drawing or naked volleyball. And also, it greatly pleases the editors who then get to keep the screen grabs forever. Amazing Race Canada reference. That's an episode of MTV Cribs I would never want to see. We're going to go to the house of a reality TV editor. Huh. You know, this is a poster of Suki and Jinder. Uh, huh. This is a poster of Sugar at the first immunity challenge of Survivor Heroes vs. Villains. Hashtag topless double flip off. This is a poster of, of John from The Amazing Race 4 when he was busting open that rock. Topless double flip off was actually the term that probes used to high uh, up the season. <laughs> And it made me laugh a lot. It, what's refreshing about this season is that there's really nobody that we knew too much about before the season started. Like, no faux celebrities at all. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of strange, but the only faux celebrity is Justin and Diana. But that's because of how big a fans of The Amazing Race they are. It's not like Bethany Hamilton. Bethany Hamilton! Oh, yes. Bethany Hamilton from Amazing Race 25. But yeah, so it's it's almost countered by the fact that a lot of the teams were already involved in the media. So yeah, I don't know what to make of this cast. Yeah, I think with Justin and Diana, I am worried that their superfan nature is going to come back to haunt them. But I would like them to go for a while. I would be very happy if they didn't get eliminated ever. But I have a feeling they may overthink it. Yeah, I have them possibly making it to like the middle part of the season, and then with somebody like I think the only I always have the one wild card team each season, like in uh, like with last season with Amazing Race twenty six, my wild card team was Tyler and Laura, and this season my wild card team is Tiffany and Krista. So thank you very much for listening. You can join us on Sunday, the twenty seventh of September, to recap the premiere of Amazing Race twenty seven, and you can join Logan and I this coming Sunday, which is the twentieth. And then one on the 25th of September, which is also premiere day for Amazing Race 27, to recap the final two episodes of Amazing Race Canada 3. And if you enjoyed the show, and even if you didn't, please subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to see what we're rambling about this week, our Twitters are in the podcast description everywhere as well. And finally, if you've not heard the interview that we did with last season's breakout characters, Mike and Rochelle, you can also find that on our iTunes feed. Thank you again. Hashtag 250, hashtag SuperKuwaki, hashtag Ginger Ninja, hashtag Yatin Cast. Peace. Hashtag paddleboarding in my backyard canals. <laughs>